Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. Saturday, yay. Is it like, it can't be like hump day because that's in the middle of the week, but it's like the day, got one more day and then Monday is here, which is cool. It is what it is. We take it for what it is, right? Um, I was thinking today about avoidance. Avoidance. To avoid avoidance. What does that mean to you? Avoidance. Um, avoiding things and people. And I guess it could be good and it could be bad. So we try to avoid um, harm and danger. We try to avoid um, getting in trouble. We, we, we try to avoid um, things that is just not good for us. And then we also aim to avoid things that we need to address, things that we need to deal with because I think that when people avoid stuff, they figure that it's just going to go away, right? So there's a scripture that says, ignore the devil and he will flee. And if we hold that to be true, how do you ignore the devil? And if he flees, does he return back? And what does that mean? And then you have people who um, avoid situations, avoid conflict, and or they perceive it to be conflict because anything that I guess is something that they have to address or deal with, whether it's a person or a circumstance, they feel like if they avoid it, it'll go away. And it's like, to me, sometimes when you avoid stuff, it kind of, in your subconscious and inside, it's like it's intensified. Um, I don't think I've ever been an avoidance person, meaning but in a way where to resolve, not in a way to pick a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't pick fights. I don't start trouble. At least I don't know that I'm starting trouble or picking a fight. Um, but I do know that things will arise and they have to be addressed and they have to be dealt with for personal sanity, for the sake of the whole. I think that when we come to a place of ignoring stuff as if it's just going to disappear or ignoring people as if they're just going to disappear, I don't think that's beneficial um, personally. But again, I could be wrong. Um, And then I think about um, how when people decide to um, avoid things or circumstances or situations, doesn't it make it bigger like if you ignore a ticket like eventually or avoid a ticket it eventually becomes more and more and more and more and more 
um, of a fee, right, and late fee and, and so on and so forth. Um, so you try not to avoid that or avoid, can't avoid your bills. You can't do that. Um, but I guess you can't avoid people. But what if they're really close to you, right? Like you can't avoid your husband or your wife or your children. You can't avoid them because they're like right there and you have to deal with them and address them. Now, maybe your emotions, you can attempt to avoid them, but eventually, again, it like takes a toll on your health, on your mental state. And so it's not good. And so I don't think it's confrontational when you address situations and circumstances. It's like nip it, right? That's what I used to be told, like nip it in the butt. But, but, yeah, nip it in the butt. And so um, I'm just thinking about avoidance. And when you go to avoidance, then you think about ignore, um, what, discount, and so then it goes to what type of avoidance are you um, using in a situation or with a person. For example, I think I talked about this the other day, you know, when people talk about, there's a person that talked about transparency. And it wasn't transparent at all for um, omission is betrayal. And, you know, that's one of the words that I use often because it has happened quite often. Um, unfortunately and prayerfully not to revisit that. Um, but it was to me, now that I'm thinking more about it, it was to avoid addressing um, a situation that they knew what at some point would surface, but they just didn't want to deal with it. And again, I use this word too. It's like it's cowardly to me that you want to keep avoiding situations instead of dealing with it, addressing it, saying what you mean, saying what you feel, and then allow the chips to fall where they may. Um, And again, I get also that it just may be timing, right? Like you're avoiding it until it's time to address it. But then in the meantime, what is happening to the people and the circumstances is involved. It's like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like avoiding going to the doctor. Um, And you have this pain and you just refuse to go and find out what it is. And find out what it is. And then eventually you find out that it's something that now it takes more money, more time. Um more thoughts to deal with when when you saw it surfacing or you saw it happening you could have immediately dealt with it and I think that we should be people um, or persons who um, aim to deal with situations as they arise and not avoid them and I'm sure I've been guilty in certain situations where I just didn't want to deal with it, right? I just didn't want to be bothered. I just um, felt like eventually they just going to go away. They're not going to bother me, whatever. And But I became a person where it's like, no, let's address it. Let's address what they say, the elephant in the room. Like, how are you living with an elephant? Like, aren't they supposed to be on safaris or in the jungle or in zoos somewhere? Like, not in the room. There should be an elephant in the room. 
in or sweeping it under the rug is something else that people say to avoid it. And what is that about? What is it about that we avoid situations or we avoid people and not wanting to address it and deal with it and figure it out? Um, It's like the conversation is the key to understanding that is my quote that anchors my um, podcast, which again is always a play on words. But the conversation has to happen. I think that when we neglect to have a conversation because there's emotion or people are going to get frustrated or angry or you're going to get in trouble or you're going to get mad or whatever it is, like, it has to happen. Conflict has a, um, there's a diagram and it's diagram of conflict and there go, it goes from conflict in a couple of stages into resolution and so if we continue to avoid people and avoid situations and not address them, like if there's unforgiveness and it needs to happen, if there's disappointment, if there is a misunderstanding or miscommunication, that it has to be addressed or at least one would have to bring it up or address it instead of having this thing lingers because I believe personally that the enemy plays on isolation and he plays on miscommunications and he plays on people's um inability to know what actually transpired or what happens or throwing in the third party or hearsay or she said he said as opposed to going to the individual directly and talking to them or opposed to going to the situation directly and dealing with it and I don't know how um, we've gotten to a place where we just want to avoid stuff. Like, if it's not happening, you know, it's just like, no, I'm not going to tell that story. But, (laughs) too soon, too soon, too soon. But, again, it's things happening. And the fact that you allow it to linger on and don't care about how you're being perceived or how you're showing up or how other people are feeling um, or how they're dealing with it, you know, it speaks volumes. And again, the value, the, the value may be speaking that you just don't care. And it's not important. And that could be it too. I think that was another thing. Like I've been, I was thinking about how, you know, it's gotten to the point where people just don't care. And the new thing is not them telling you and they're not avoiding it. It's just that they have ignored it and decided that they're not going to deal with it. And as opposed to telling the other parties involved or saying something, they just go on with their lives. So basically they don't care. And then it's up to you as an individual or as a group of people to figure out that this person no longer wants to be involved. They no longer care. Um, it's not a concern to them. It's of no value to them. It's not important. And that, again, for my um, words in a way, it's just not nice. But again, it has to be, you know, us growing up to see what people are. And, got, and, and granted, they may not be people who know how to deal with conflict resolution. They may not be people who know how to mediate. They may not be people who have a skill set to um, 
get the parties involved and to speak and to have a a resolve for all involved because again you know reconciliation is not walking away together in my opinion it is you know parties agreeing to do something and everybody's in agreement and again it's not um compromise when it's just one person getting what they want you know it's compromise when the parties agree on something where everybody is fairly okay with the decision if you will because of course nobody everybody is not gonna always be pleased unless they are um, a dictator and they're getting their way you know unless they um are manipulating and they're getting their way and so again that comes with maturity and addressing the elephants in the room and addressing the the big old pile that's under the rug (laughs) and not avoiding situations in your life because you don't know how to deal with it or you're fearful I mean a lot of times the people are fearful of the reaction that they're gonna get you know um and that's the thing about you know fear and the fact that people avoid stuff out of fear and people do a lot of things out of fear you know and again we might can say you know well people are old enough and they shouldn't be scared of other people whatever but some people are very intimidated by other people and they may not say it and they may attempt to act like they're not but they are which is crazy because every you know we all human and we're all people and we all bleed red you know when it um when it comes out and so I don't know what the avoidance thing is and again um I get it when you want to avoid troublemakers or you want to avoid um gossip and you want to avoid backbiting you want to avoid crime you want to avoid um injury you want to avoid and you know avoid hurt excuse me you want to avoid these things um certain things but some things that you just shouldn't avoid and you have to address um for the sake of the whole and even for the sake of you i know that people have left and moved on and never addressed anything but when they moved on they physically moved on but they didn't emotionally move on they didn't mentally move on you know you have people that's still in the 80s and the 90s mentally and um because they never addressed some things that they should have addressed and they never dealt with some things that they never they should have dealt with and they avoided it and then now it's, it seems like it's too late to address it. But I think personally, it's never too late to right a wrong. It's never too late to go and um, say what needs to be said if something needs to be said. And if even if it's nothing that needs to be said and there's something to be done, then I think it's still ample time no matter how long it has been in order to make it right because again if you're saying that we you know we have an account and everything we do is going to be held to account which is basically you know based on scripture then I believe that we have time as it would come to your spirit or your heart to 
deal with things that you've avoided, whether it is forgiveness. I think I told somebody a couple of um, weeks ago, like I literally, I I forgive them. I really do. Like I was avoiding saying it, but it was just really on my spirit. And I was like, I really need to tell this person this. Ugh. I'm, I doubt they change. That's not my business. <laughs> it's not my business. Um, but my responsibility for me is to address things that need to be addressed. And so I don't make any apologies for addressing things. Now, whether it's um, perceived as not timely or, you know, seems to be a a, a, a oh, no, I'm just going to find another word. <laughs> it just seems to you know, not be pleasurable for the person at the time, I can't take solely sole responsibility about that. We were talking about the other day, but somebody was talking about perception, you know, and perception is key. It is so key because how I perceive something and how somebody else perceives something can be very well totally different. And if there's no conversation about it and people are avoiding it and making assumptions again the enemy plays on that you know um it's key but then i'm not responsible for somebody else's perception if i never knew what their perception was or they never told me what their perception was or they never um explained to me what their perception was right and then even if i care enough i can say well what's your perception of this you know how do you feel what do you believe about it and then i take it from there but again i'm not responsible for somebody else's perception and no one is responsible for my perception you know and it gets to the point of respect and care and concern because you know we very well may not care how somebody else perceives us we may very well not care how um yeah, how somebody perceives us or how we perceive somebody else. It just may not be important. And again, I get where we can't have our lives constantly um, modeled by other people in their perception. However, when it comes to um, it comes to the Bible, it comes to scripture again, it talks about, you know, we have such a cloud of witnesses and it gets kind of murky in a sense because you have people who have gotten a bad perception or a false perception or a wrong perception and then you still have to walk and be around them and what do you do because you know that you've been doing the right thing and you're doing your best to be a better person or whatever it is that you're doing and this person has a really bad perception of you that is not accurate um but again you're not responsible for that you're only responsible for you. And I think for me, one of my biggest sayings, and you'll hear it often, is that time tells. You know, time tells whether or not um, the perception of one is correct and right. You know, and again, I think about how you can have a whole group of people and thinking wrong. Um, think about Jim Jones. Like, <laughs> he had a whole bunch of people drinking a Kool-Aid, you know, and... The fact of the matter is not only did they drink the Kool-Aid, they died for it. And so it's like how serious it is, one, in our relationships and how we deal with one another, but two, how we address the things that we should address. You know, again, 
you I think psychology like I you have to say I you have to own it right I feel like this I feel like this I feel like that you know and then you make sure again am I thinking correctly in this situation and that's only time and making assessments and writing your list and um figuring it out and having good counsel and talking to people to make sure that you are thinking correctly and you're not taking it personal um to a degree where you're not looking at all the players and not putting the pieces together and then I think about the fact that um you have people who they just know they right you know what I mean and it's scary because again you know you right you think you right and only time tells who's right you know I know somebody who like you cannot tell this person <laughs> that what they did was totally utterly wrong they don't see it is they're never gonna see it and not only that they're never gonna see it they actually will continuously manipulate and lie in order to convince themselves that they're accurate and they're right and they didn't do anything wrong and so I get that I get that there's a mindset out there like that but my um point in this as I'm speaking is that you know personally and you like me things that you have avoided to do you have avoided for whatever reason and some things it's just it's nothing that you could do at this point so you feel but there's something that can be done right so we take steps we take little steps until we could take a bigger step so we could take greater steps to what's actually accomplished and again you're not responsible for how other people perceive it um because again just like beauty is an eye to beholder, so is perception. And it's not for me personally to persuade anybody to do anything, to see me in any kind of way. You know, you know, you hope that your life is an example of what you want to project and what you want out there. But again, that could be misinterpreted as well. And the enemy tends to play on that. And so I kind of encourage us all to do some soul searching and some, you know, thinking about how we are dealing with situations when it comes to people and circumstances and having to calculate all of these things in order to make a definitive stance and a decision as to how to address things. There's circumstances in everything. You know, you have people in duress, you have people stressed, you have people, you know, angry. I've said you have so much going on. And so for us to say that, oh, why, you know, not knowing why somebody did what they did or why they responded the way they responded or not giving them an opportunity um, or not even taking an opportunity, it speaks volumes on us as people who quote unquote say we care and hallelujah are in a position to care um so it speaks volume so I'm not avoiding anything and it's not me like I'm not um 
like I'm not a vigilante or anything like that. I'm not like I'm not a troublemaker. I'm not a trouble starter or whatever. I'm just not, you know. But those things that's in my my sphere of influence for me to, you know, gauge and see where are things personally, even in my life that I've avoided and I haven't addressed, you know, it's time for me personally to address some things that I've avoided personally for Kim. And then um, even in relationships, things that I've avoided or I have neglected to address or deal with, because again, it's about freeing ourselves and being whole people and there's things that come up in your life every few months or every few years this person this face pops up in your in your in your head and you you didn't do it you didn't address it you avoided it or you had some feelings and some care and concern and you never got to release it and so even if it is to write a letter to them um to call them um, and you may not have to give them a letter, but just to write it out, it's therapeutic, it's good, it's healthy because these little doors that remain ajar um, are gateways for the enemy and for other people to infect you and to bother you and to not allow you to be you and not allow you to be courageous and not allow you to be bold and not allow you to live life and kind of stunts you in those places because you decided to avoid people or you tried to avoid things and you're not living the fullness that you can live because then you have secrets and then you have some indiscretions and you have some things that you know if truth be told you're not happy about and you're not free about and then you haven't been able to release it where you can walk and say you know what I've done everything that I can possibly do in this situation to make it right I've done everything I can possibly do with this person to make it right now the onus is on them it's no longer on me I'm free you know and that's the whole point to be free You know, not to have anything looming or hanging over your head because you decided to avoid it. Or the fact that you face it straight on where nobody can blackmail you. Nobody can um, say that you did something that you know you didn't do. Or even if you did it, okay, I did it and what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I said it, I did it, and it is what it is. Because, again, the first thing is funny when it's somebody else's. I'm human, but nobody else gets to be human. You know, I'm frail and I'm falling, but nobody else gets to be frail or falling. You know, um, I'm in this position, and therefore I'm living right, but nobody else needs gets to be in a position living right. Like, it becomes this, you know, one-sided thing, which, again, that's not nice, and that's totally unfair. And I say this to say it to myself. You understand what I mean? And so it helps you to give a little bit more leniency to people because you recognize the fact that you have some things that you need to address and deal with. You know, it's like take the spot out your own eye before you attempt to remove the spot out your brother's eye kind of situation. Um, And there's levels to this, right? And so I was thinking about, yeah, avoidance and not... um, being scared or frightful or timid to address things and again I get it it's timing it's everything right it's beautiful because you want the person or the situation to be able to hear you when you speak and I get it you know you want it to be able to be um, a remedy based on your assessment of the whole entire thing right 
and not speaking too quickly and not um and not being a person who makes it worse so I get that but if there's some things that you've been avoiding um and even in career wise even in job wise even in relationship like whatever it is that you know that you've been avoiding stuff maybe it's time to stop avoiding it maybe it's time to stop you know, being frightened of it. You know, maybe it's time just to go ahead and see what happens um, and move, let it be something new, you know. So that's all I have to say. Enjoy the remainder of this weekend and I'll holla. All right, be breezy. Okay.